Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It's great to have your company for On The Pace on this Monday morning. Plenty to discuss over the next half an hour or so. We'll have three different guests joining us here for On The Pace and from, I guess, three different segments of the industry as well. We know that the big news story of the weekend was the fact that Steve Turnbull was able to reach that 4,000 training win milestone on Saturday night at Parks. We'll be joined by his son, Mitch, very shortly, who also shared a milestone moment with his dad, and uh, that will certainly be an interesting chat indeed. We'll also have a discussion with Belinda McCarthy. Of course, not only is she uh, continuing to train a stack of winners, not only here in New South Wales, but also uh, up in Queensland, the other side of the Cobbety Equine business is again starting to rev up uh, with the Stallions announcements that have been made over the last few weeks for that side. And also Mark Barton from Nutrien Equine Standard Bread will discuss with him the Yurubi Stud dispersal sale, which wraps up today. We know that Yurubi Stud is moving in a different direction and uh, there is some quality stock available not only racehorses but broodmares weanlings and the like so we'll discuss that with mark a little later on and your opportunity to get involved if you would like to but just back to saturday night we know that parks held a lot of the spotlight but Menangle had a strong card of racing fred hastings caught up with gavin fitzpatrick uh yesterday morning uh, with zeus bromack taking out that free for all belinda mccarthy had three winners on the night alongside jack calligan including fairy tinkerbell winning that group three stylish memphis stakes there was no racing yesterday in New South Wales and there's no racing today either so a bit of a, a quieter a few days to rest and recuperate before we get right back into things tomorrow as well and just looking at the nominations for Saturday night at Albion Park the New South Wales contingent continuing to move north again another very strong set of nominations Brad Hewitt also with a couple nominated alongside many of those trainers who have already set up base Spirit of St Louis is set to go around in the fast class race at as well but our first guest this morning is Mitch Turnbull he's coming into uh, today no doubt full of plenty of pride and excitement after combining with his dad to win uh, his 4,000th training victory there on Saturday night and it was also Mitch's 400th driving win so special on many accounts and great no doubt to share uh, that special moment with family Mitch thanks for joining us this morning and firstly congratulations to you 400 winners is not a mean feat in itself and you must be very very happy to get to that milestone good morning Brittany yeah it was really good to get it done it took all week with a few races and a few bad races last Sunday at Cara but it took to the last race of the week at Parks to get the job done in terms of your driving career so far, 25, so you haven't been driving for that long, 400 wins is is a big mark to tick off. Was it always harness racing for you? That's probably a silly question to ask a Turnbull, but was wanting to be a driver always your aspiration? Yeah, I've always had the bug for it ever since I was young, just following Dad to the trots all the time, like Harold Park and all the bush meetings across were always going to them and... I've always been desperate to be a driver. I really love it. I think there's a good art to it, and I just enjoy going to the trots and competing with a lot of good people around this area. Well, you've had a lot of good role models, none more so than your dad, but also your sister, Amanda, and plenty of the other family as well. How did you find driving early on in that region? Because it is so competitive, and I would assume that it's probably not overly easy to get your foot in the door. 
Yeah, it's. I've been pretty lucky. Like, Dad's always had a heap of horses in work and always plenty to drive. And but now with uh, Amanda, Nathan, and Josh, they've all got big teams as well. And there's probably a bit of a shortage of drivers around this area. So I always seem to have a fair few drives on a Wednesday night, and then somewhere out out at the bush on the weekend. So I've always been pretty lucky. Worst thing is probably my hardest drivers to beat are Nathan and Amanda so it's a bit hard to be third best at weeks but it's good to get a win every now and again Yeah, nothing like a bit of family rivalry to keep you ticking along but in terms of I guess how you want your career to go you just mentioned your siblings and the fact that they've sort of gone out on their own and they train their own teams you've stuck solidly beside dad and he's stuck by you by giving you those really good opportunities do you have thoughts of wanting to to train a team on your own in the future or are you happy with how things are ticking along at the moment um in the near future i I wouldn't get into training because i am pretty busy just with dads and still learning a lot off him and busy enough doing that and getting plenty of drives but mate further down the track i'd say maybe i'll get into training just try and be competitive as I can. What is your dad, Steve, like to drive for? On the outside looking in, he seems a pretty jovial, laid-back character. Does he sort of uh, leave things up to you in the majority or is he always giving you a, a little instruction here or there? Nah, he's really good to drive for. He really doesn't say much at all. And if if he does, usually you can say, yeah, that's about right, like... Um, if he says one's going well or whatever but because you're always working along with him and race every week you sort of know everything by heart whether it's form or your horse's ability so everything sort of works itself out that way it's quite quirky really that your dad reached that 4,000 milestone and you were able to bring 400 up at at the same point what was the week like because I know that on Wednesday night at Bathurst, your dad had a mic on. I think everybody was waiting for him to, to strike the milestone there, and then he actually thought he'd won, but he didn't. What what was the week like, or between the two of you, were you able to just laugh it off and know that it was going to come at some point in time? Yeah, well, the hype was really big at Cara. There was a lot of people saying stuff, and I think they had all these presentations lined up, and um, unfortunately, we just fell short, and then... On the Wednesday night, I, I wasn't confident that I was going to get the wins for him, but he just had them two near misses. So it was the same again. The hype got built up for him, and then everyone got let down. I think by the end of the week, everyone was put over it a bit. But I did <laughs> say to him at the start of the week, I think the best chance might be in the last at Parks, and that's just the way things went. So by that, it just finished on a good note for the week. I would assume that he probably wasn't trackside there at Parks on Saturday night and he was happy to, to send you along. Was he able to stay up till 10 o'clock to watch it or was it Sunday morning when he'd he'd realised uh, that it had all sort of come to fruition? No, nah, uh, he didn't go to Parks, but he, he rang straight up after it, him and Mum and watched it. and We're all pretty excited around Lagoon, like especially the next morning. We're all on a bit of a high just to get that milestone for Dad because... Everyone around him just sort of runs off his place and works off his track. And I think all our siblings were just really glad because we're so proud of him and all that. He just gets that gets that milestone. And um, 
he did go to Young on Friday and then made him go to Carroll last Sunday and Bathurst Wednesday. So when I said he only had the one runner in at Parks in the last, um, are you going to head off? He said, no, I think I'll leave it now. So because I thought it was built down, but it all worked out. Oh, well, he was able to get the job done, whether he was there or not. Just on the horse that was able to, to register that winning mark, you cannot hide having his first starter two-year-old. Looks as though he might have a little bit of a future. It mightn't be the last time we hear his name. Yeah, he's a cool little gelding. Um, his trials, probably he went under the radar a bit into that race because he didn't win his trials, but he was trying against horses that had won four or five races nearly every horse in the field and uh, his track work off them trials had improved so I felt good going into Saturday night but sometimes in them races when there's heat in it and a lot of first starters there's a bit of trouble and I thought one might go up in the road which it did but I was just lucky to get past it and in one second and then get him around safely and he did the rest. He looks to be a progressive young horse you cannot hide a two-year-old gilded son of betting line. Well, a big congratulations, Mitch, on, on reaching that 400 win mark and also pass on our congratulations to your dad as well. His phone's probably uh, just about had it after the congratulatory messages and calls that he's got over the last few days. But it's great to see him reach that mark and I'm sure and certain he's not done yet. He's probably already uh, changed his uh, goalposts a little bit to the next milestone. It won't be too far away. But congratulations to yourself as well, 400 career wins. Uh, great to see him. Best of luck on Wednesday night at Bathurst for your next round of drives. Thanks a lot, Brittany, and just thanks to all the fans that have supported Steve and I throughout the week. It's been really uh, humble and good to get the job done. Yeah, well said, well said. Mitch Turnbull there this morning combining with his dad. 4,000 wins for Steve Turnbull as a trainer and 400 driving wins for Mitch. We might take a quick breather here on On The Pace whilst uh, we try and connect up with Belinda McCarthy. She, of course, running not only the training side of Cobbity Equine, but we're about to roll into breeding season and with the likes of King of Swing, Huntsville, Bling It On, all standing for the farm it's going to be a very busy time so stick with us on the pace back shortly here's the latest news on bingley and of financial year sales it's the last days it's almost over the clock's winding down so lana will be working 24 7 the next few days i will yep until every last deal is done every last tv fridge dryer coffee machine oven computer dishwasher and bluetooth speaker that's marked down yep the bingley end of financial year sale it ain't over till mum says it's over it isn't over. Last days at Bing Lee. Australian family owned for 65 years. Welcome back to On The Pace on this Monday morning. We'll discuss with Belinda McCarthy shortly uh, the stallion side of Cobbity Equine. But there's also, when it comes to breeding, which we know is such an integral part of our sport, plenty happening on the Yerby stud side of things. We know that the farm uh, itself has uh, gone through a bit of a change and now it's time for what is big numbers of horses to find their way into new homes. Yerby not only running uh, several stallions but also broodmares and we know the effect that they have on the yearling sales and, and therefore the horses coming through systems and also race horses 
Dodgers. Uh, they've certainly held their own from that perspective over the last little while. And this afternoon at six o'clock, uh, the Yerubi stud dispersal sale will wrap up. Nutrient Equine has been tasked with, uh, I guess, running the sale. It's an online sale. They had an open day at it, Yerubi, last Sunday, but the auction itself is online. And I thought it was probably key to catch up with Mark Barton from uh, Nutrient just to get a little bit of an insight into how this afternoon will work because just from looking at and watching over the weekend it's been very busy on the platform that they use auctions plus and no doubt that will ramp up as the day proceeds i think just to tick over 100 lots uh will go under the hammer so to speak uh this evening thanks for your time this morning mark i'm sure that it's probably a very busy time for you and tonight's going to be and through this afternoon it's going to ramp up even more but uh i guess just from the outside looking in, it looks as though so far uh, the sale seems to be going along really well for Eurobia and their stock. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Britt, for having us. It's um, it's it's an exciting job for us to do, but it's um, it's it's a, a real benchmark um, weekend, I guess, and today for uh, yeah, one of the, the the cornerstones of New South Wales breeding. So, um, a lot of opportunity. I only in the last hour spoke with uh, Rod to. Uh, see what uh, his thoughts were on the sale and, and I think um, you know you've, you've got um, a, a lot of people have shown interest over the weekend and he's made the point today look let's get these horses that Marcus told us what they're worth and let's get them on the market for sale. It's a, an interesting sale because there's so many different aspects there'd be people looking at the racehorses and they can see uh, I guess they're exposed form, so to speak. Then there's weanlings that people might be looking for to potentially buy and then sell at the yearling sales. And then the broodmares as well. But one thing I know with Yerby is they're, they've got a, a good cross-section, I guess, of horses. They've got a, a few mares that may go cheaply that could be really good pickups. But then there's some very high-quality bloodlines that they've invested in strongly. And a lot of them are probably from that perspective quite young so uh, I guess you're probably getting inquiries from many cross sections of the of the industry and and that's that can't be a bad thing there's good interest across the board absolutely you've, you've got yeah, again some some uh, great colonial bred horses but yeah they've uh, they've invested in some um, New Zealand bloodlines and you know interesting uh, Cam Bray from uh, New Zealand bloodstock he's had a number of clients that have inquired about you know Get some of these good mares, getting them back. You know, probably the one treasure me, the one that um, is is currently at, at the top of the uh, the sale uh, at the moment. Last time I checked, it was um, just there was a sixty one thousand. Now I just pulled over to check that, but she's on the market at sixty one. A, a difficult family to get into, so an opportunity. Um, there's a there's a Wyoming colt um, by down down by the seaside out of her that's currently on the market at thirty six thousand dollars. So yeah, that that's. Yeah, the, the type of highlights, but there's some of those old mares that have produced you know, eight and nine um, foals and eight winners, for example. Might be 21 or two-year-old, but pre-tested in foal and a great chance for people to get in. It's interesting you brought up Lot 54, Treasure Me, because that Me family in New Zealand is is just a gold mine and no doubt this is something that that rod probably would have invested heavily to, to become involved in she's in folder tall dark stranger as well who yeah. uh was was the hot horse and, and a first season stallion just speaking to rod i'm sure that lot would have come up is he surprised with the interest or, or did he sort of know that this was probably going to be the one well look there was probably it's the most sought after you know i, I would have had six or seven you know, significant breeders, like key breeders in Victoria, New South Wales, and from New Zealand that have all inquired about that one. Um, 
I think we, we always expected her to sell well. She was the first horse on the market because she was basically put on the market unreserved because we knew the, the, the value that the market would look at her. Um, I think for current you know, um, horses too, uh, there's lot 97s that they, um, well, it, it's actually a, a, um, a weanling filly out of Elizabeth Kelly. And, um, Elizabeth Kelly is, of course, the uh, she's the dam of Tim's the Trooper, who won uh, what night before last in uh, in um, Albion Park. So you've got a, a full sibling inside. She's pre-tested back in foal, so um, herself. But yeah, you've got those ones. She's the, the weanlings are thirteen and a half thousand near reserve. Um, the mare herself, again, she's obviously produced a good horse. Um, trying to think now, he'd have won over two hundred thousand dollars. Tim's a Trooper and chance to buy his mum with yeah with a, a pregnancy to uh, to the same side there um, as well so i think there's yeah some some really current horses on the in the pet in the uh, catalogue as well yeah and those broodmares that are in foal for many of them it's only a case of waiting a matter of months until uh, you've got a, a foal on the ground and and you're sort of nearly 12 months ahead if you're to buy an empty broodmare somebody's done all the hard work already so i'm sure that they will be extra popular now for those listening in this morning that maybe have been caught a little unawares or, or they do want to get involved is there still an opportunity to register to bid and how do they go about that process if they're interested? Yeah, so there's two parts. One, just if you haven't dealt with nutrient establishing yeah, a big card effectively, like any physical option, you go onto our website, uh, nutrientequine.com.au, go into the Eurobee catalogue and request a bid card. Um, a lot of our clients have used Options Plus, but if you haven't, you go in and, and register as a, as a user on that system as well. Once you've got a, a, a user ID, you add, you add that to your uh, BitCard Rego on our website. So for first-time users, there's two parts. Once you've done that uh, and you've got a new, uh, an Auction Plus uh, account, you just give us your user code so we can match your um, request to bid to, uh, to that, that process. But otherwise, call one of us. Uh, all our contacts are online. Um, so we'll, um, it'll start winding down from um, 6 o'clock this evening. Um, a bit different to... Um, some other sales, our page will completely stay open while ever there's action. So uh, where some of the catalogues, lot one closes, then lot two, lot three, uh, while ever there's action on the site, we'll allow the, the whole page to stay open, which if you're interested in, say, lot 10 and your second choice is lot one, you can go back and still revert to another horse if you get out bid. So usually uh, it'll take 30, about 30 minutes. Yeah, once the the, the, uh, the timer starts on the on the program to see it wind down, not much different to what we saw with Gavel House a couple of weeks ago in New Zealand. Absolutely. Okay, so two key websites there, the Nutrient Equine Standard Bread website and also the Auctions Plus website where the auction itself will be held. No doubt this is holding plenty of your interest at the moment, Mark, but I guess we're already halfway through the year, so we're probably thinking already, okay, yearling sales are not too far around the corner yeah. again. And also, your business has run a ready-to-run sale over the last few years. So, will that be going ahead this year is, I guess, the first question. And then for, for yearling sales, I guess people are going to have to start thinking about their entries fairly shortly. Yeah, absolutely. Look, ready-to-run, we haven't actually got one program this season. Um, just didn't have quite enough horses. To, to, we wanted to have enough horses to run up in either New South Wales or Vic or both. Um, so at this point in time, we also with the change of the calendar, a couple of the trainers said the traditional November time has become pretty busy for them. Um, so we're looking at when that might be. It could be that we look at yeah, maybe even sort of an April, March, April run-up sale uh, next season. So they'll be just give those young horses a little bit longer to get prepped. So 
uh, a lot of we don't see at the track much before um, the autumn, yeah, autumn um, uh, before you start seeing those horses trial. So we're probably looking at that. Um, our sales calendar has been set for next year. We'll go to Sydney on the uh, 25th, I think it is, of February at um, at Riverside. Uh, we'll have our first sale in Brisbane. I think it's around the 12th of March at uh, the Magic Millions Complex, and then we'll be back for um, our, uh, our Melbourne sale, which will be on the 2nd of April. So a busy, busy um, series, as well as we've got our first um, series of two-year-olds race at Menangle uh, on the 27th, the final at, uh, of August. So we've, we've got a, you've got a bit on over the next few months. And our entries open around the end of July, so about four weeks from now. Absolutely, yes. Plenty going on. And then we throw in this afternoon sale as well. But an exciting time and plenty of opportunity for people to get involved. Best of luck this afternoon, Mark, with it all. And, of course, we also... Uh, extend our good wishes to Rod Woodhouse and all of his team out there at Yurabee also. He is hoping that for all parties there's plenty of successful transactions and uh, yeah, it's great to see this stock being I guess allowed to the market and we appreciate your time this morning. No, thank you for yours, Brett. I really appreciate it. Mark Barton there this morning from Nutrient Equine. So those two important websites to note, Nutrient Equine Standard Bread, if you're wanting to have a look, I guess, at uh, exactly what is going to occur this afternoon and also the catalogue, and then you can bid on the Auctions Plus website. Belinda McCarthy is joining us as our final guest this morning here on On The Pace. And I guess whilst we're talking about the breeding side of the industry, it seems the right time to, to check in with Belinda. Not only are the racing team kicking goals, particularly up in Queensland at the moment, and they had a treble on Saturday night at Menangle as well, but some really exciting announcements over the last few weeks when it comes to the breeding empire that is Cobbity Equine, and just having a count up now, I think there's probably seven stallions might be right for the team this year. It's expanding year on year, and this year appears to be the biggest once more. Good morning, Belinda. Just speaking that out loud makes me (laughs) tired thinking about how much work is no doubt happening in the background at the moment, but uh, a busy time of year again for you and your team. Oh, good morning, Britt. Uh, it certainly is. Um, all c- cylinders are certainly firing, and um, yeah, we've got the, the seven stallions this year, and um, uh, hopefully, there's a little bit more news to come, and um, we might be expanding that um, as well. So, um, so no, it's definitely busy times in the, the stallion side and racing as well. Let's cut to the chase. The king, he's standing his debut season uh, for yourself and his owners, and. It doesn't seem that long ago that he was winning Miracle Miles, but here he is standing at stud now, finally. I think plenty of people have been waiting for a little while. How is he? How is he let down? And I guess how is he converting to uh, being a a bit of a paddock ornament for the time being, but he's going to have a a busy few weeks and months upcoming, I would assume. Oh, no, he um, he looks a million dollars, Brit, and, um, you know, it's actually quite a shame. It would have been nice to keep racing him, but, um, you know, he obviously is getting older and, you know, it's it's hard not to retire them um, the way he finished his career. So, um, no, we're really looking forward to, to get him into the, the breeding barn and um, he's been really, really popular. He's booked um, pretty much almost full, so um, which is what you, you want to see. So I think we priced him right and... The Kiwis are really, um, they're really wanting him as well, which is good to see. So we're offering the um, chilled semen um, for our first year this year um, for a lot of our stallions over there. So, um, so now we're really excited to get him into the, um, into the breeding barn. 
It's interesting that you mentioned the price because that's something that, that people have to take into consideration. And the general consensus probably was looking at uh, maybe stallions not necessarily similarly performed, but along the same lines of him at around that $10,000 mark, you decided to go with 8800 including GST. And that's I know for you, I would assume that you think that's a a really decent price and judging, I think he probably would have been popular either way, but judging by the sound of your voice and the way that uh, his book is filling up, it's been welcomed by breeders as well. Oh, definitely, Britt. Um, You know, I think one thing is, you know, all the studs, they do discount structures and I think today there are a lot of breeders out there that only have one mare and, you know, sometimes they feel like, you know, they're not eligible for that discount structure. Um, and with the HRA levy coming in, it's, it's changing um, a lot of discounts. And I, I just wanted it where the, the breeder that does only have one mare um, could afford to go to him and, and, and can get in. And, um, you know, it's his first year. It's a numbers game with breeding. Um, that's what I always say to stallion owners. And you want to get foals on the ground. So I wanted to put him at a price that I thought was um, realistic and attainable. And, um, and you know, as, as much as I do think he probably is worth more, I wanted to get a full book and give everyone the opportunity and especially um you know it's been very very popular in new south wales and um with him being colonial um as well and um if you're mayors in new south wales the breeders will get two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars back off that eight thousand eight hundred so you know it makes him a pretty cheap price when he's only in the six thousand dollar range no doubt it's going to be great to see his foals on the ground we know how magnificent of a specimen he was and there's no doubt that he'll pass that along to his progeny and also being by rock and roll hanover it gives so many options to mare uh, owners as well with uh, that being something that's not necessarily readily available and a really exciting announcement over the weekend as well that uh, Cobbity will be standing so to speak Huntsville uh, with his frozen semen we know he's really made some big waves down here in the southern hemisphere and up in the northern hemisphere as well but locally this year with his first season of two-year-olds Tardelli quickly springs to mind but it would appear as though uh, he's really made a, a decent mark so people were probably wondering where he was and that's been a really welcome announcement I, I would say that you've had a busy weekend from his perspective as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. We um, we were able to finally announce him and um, we've been working on getting him a while. And um, as the industry talks, I'd already had a lot of people that had contacted me asking, you know, if he was coming over and um, we've managed to secure him, which is really exciting. And um, we just put out an expressions of interest on him because we, we don't have a final number of straws as yet. Um, and hence, we haven't put a price, but um, it has been overwhelming to say the least, um, Brute. So, which is, you know, it's given confidence so back into the industry and there's um, definitely a lot lot of people that would like to utilize him yeah may or may not have been one of those expression of interest people I once I saw him pop up I thought that's great news because he is a a sire that uh, has certainly made waves and we only got to see him that one season so uh, considering the results that he's been able to achieve so early on uh, he would be he's going to be a welcome addition back we can't speak about all of the stallions now that you've got seven but just quickly bling it on as well heading to Queensland for that Qbred scheme I know it was something that you were looking to do last year but with the logistics of COVID it, it probably wasn't possible but he's done such a marvellous job he's flying under the radar to have a, a group one uh, winning daughter in his first season and again having you know he had a, a group one place get her on Saturday night as well at Redcliffe you must be so proud because he is really homegrown for yourself and Luke. 
Oh, a hundred percent, Rudy. Um, he's he's uh, almost he's part of the family, really. And um, we had said we wanted to take him last year, and it just didn't work out with COVID and the implications. So this year is definitely going up. And um, I'll admit, watching the Garrard's Redcliffe yearling sales race on Saturday, he um, the hold on to your bling got got a little bit of trouble on the first bend, and um, I think he actually um, could have been nearly nearly um, first or second if that didn't happen. So um, they're they're going really well, and. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we, we might have one more stallion that we're adding to Queensland and it, it's something uh, certainly too that we want to expand on, um, particularly with the Q-bred scheme and just being able to, um, you know, offer our breeders um, a little bit more variety and some and different, different race series and stakes where they can um, put their mares. Absolutely. Well, we'll keep an ear to the ground there. You're teasing us with another announcement, but we'll wait to hear what is to come. But this year, bling it on, Captain Midnight for a reason, Huntsville. Uh, also, of course, King of Swing, McWicked, and we've still got potentially Jillaby Kung Fu. What, what will happen with Jillaby Kung Fu this year? Will he stand or is he, cons- is he just going to um, continue to, to race and, and we'll wait to see what happens with his stallion career in the future? Yeah, it is. It's a little question mark at the moment. Um, you know, we've obviously done it before with Bling It On, particularly where we we have done both duties. Um, but we're just going to wait and see. So um, we'll, he's going really, really well and we're really happy with him. So um, that'll be just something we'll probably, the owners will decide a little bit closer to the season. All right. Well, if people want to get in touch with inquiries on any of the stallions to make bookings or express their interest, of course, the best place to go is your website. Yeah, the website's got everything. It's got, um, yeah, expression of interest. It's got booking forms. You can write us a message, um, all social media, all my phone number and emails, all there as well, Britt. Excellent stuff. All right, cobbertyequine.com.au is where you should head. Appreciate your time this morning, Belinda. Best of luck with the Stallions this year and also, of course, for the carnival upcoming. So much going on, but he's hoping it's another successful season. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Britt. Appreciate it. Belinda McCarthy there this morning. She's a bit of a wonder woman. Not only is she training a, a massive team of horses, but also uh, the Cobbett Equine Farm stallion business is growing year on year. And, and why wouldn't it, considering the results that some of these horses are, are producing? And, uh, of course, it just gives so many options as well, as Belinda alluded to, with those colonial stallions and now the likes of uh, Huntsville coming back into the mix and King of Swing, where we all know what a remarkable job he was able to do out on the track. So that's on the pace for this Monday morning. A big congratulations once more to Steve Turnbull on 4,000 and his son Mitch on 400. If you're interested in that Yurubi dispersal sale, make sure you check out the Nutrient Equine Standard Bread website. I'll be back on Wednesday morning. As mentioned, no racing today. Plenty to come tomorrow as well with, of course, Menangle in their regular afternoon time slot and also Wagga Racing tomorrow evening. And we'll be back here on Wednesday. Wednesday morning at 10.30 to discuss all of that.